We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm having a wonderful day. A little hot today, but we're having a good day, right? Oh, man, we're still in this heat wave. Are we not? Oh, yeah. We are. We, we are. We are in it. And we got a hell of an episode here to get to, Ryan. Before we do that, we ran a poll on Twitter, at Dork Podcast. And we asked, we asked the people out there, because we, it, it, we're the People's Podcast. That's one of the other things they call us. We said, should we do a standalone episode for Luke Cage Season 2? And the people have spoken. 63% said no thanks. No thank you. Thanks, but no thanks. Because we were going to do that next you. week. You know? Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad about it. I've only seen I'm three episodes, and it's, it's fine. You know? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. That's, it's a show that exists. Yeah. So yeah. we'll come up with something else. We'll come up with something better. But uh, we will talk about it. So for the 37% that wanted its own episode... We definitely, at some point, will have finished it, and we will discuss it, but it won't, it won't be a standalone. So that's, that's where we are on that. Yeah, that's where we are. All right. Where we should be on that. I agree. Yep. This week in yeah. Ryan, have you seen this? It sounds like there's like a, a sneaky new Sasha Baron Cohen show. It's going to be on Showtime July 15th. They've been pretty hush-hush about it, but it sounds like it's going to be hopefully similar to the Ali G shows, but something like that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So the, I was reading some article about it, and it said he's been like undercover for a year. Like he's been like putting on like disguises and like getting interviews with people. And the, the teaser you saw, he actually has Dick Cheney sign his waterboarding kit. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, like. I mean, at this point, you know, you wonder because people obviously everyone on the planet knows who Borat is. Everyone would pick him out of, you know, like, they know who he is. So he'd have to go, like, deep, like, disguises. You know what I mean? So I'm interested to see what happens with this. Yeah, and I also wonder, too, like, because the Ali G show was... You're high on the Ali G show. I love the Ali G show. I think it's hysterical. I think the Ali G character himself is amazing. And Borat has the better movie. Borat has one of the best comedy movies of all time. But the Ali G character is hysterical. And some of the interviews that he has done, I think his interviews on that show might be the best. Uh, Borat obviously is very good. Even Bruno was really good on the show. The Bruno the show better than Bruno the movie. But oh, I, yeah. I just wonder, like this guy, I put him in the same light as like a Trey Parker, like as far as like a comedy genius. Don't you think? Like he's so smart. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like I'll watch anything he does. But so that's just it. So I would also watch anything he does. But he also does like what's some of the crap movies? I'm trying to think of the name of the uh, what the hell was it? Oh, uh, Grimsby. Did you ever see Grimsby? I didn't see Grimsby, but I did see what terrible. was the one, the Dictator. That one was terrible too. Terrible. Like it's so the same guy, and like he's going for like just gross out scenes. I'm like, wait, so this is the same guy behind like. Borat and all these, all these like really smart jokes, and then he just goes for like the dumbest shit and just like penis stuff, and you're like, I, I don't know, it's the same yeah, guy. That's what turned, like Bruno was a little too much for me, you know. Yeah, so, he was also really know. good in uh, Ricky Bobby. He was, 
Yes, he was, was good. He was a good villain there. So anyway, so that's that show, and so I'm sure we'll be keeping up with that as it goes on. Uh, other news, Ryan, Castlevania Season 2 will be out October 26th on Netflix. Uh, I know you and I were both very let down by Castlevania Season 1. Well, it wasn't so much I was let down. It's, it came out hot. Remember the first episode, you were like, oh, this is going to be good. And I, then just, like, nothing happened. It was, yeah, right. It was boring. I thought it was boring. I did yeah. not, I did so, not love and, it. Again, I think it's, like, another, like, eight episodes, and they're, like, 25, 30 minutes apiece. So it's not yeah. like it's going to eat up a lot of your time. But it's, it's something that they should look to, you know, maybe pick it up yeah. in season give two. Me, give me something. Give me a little juice. Yeah. I'd rather, just, I'd rather just watch Arvon D's Twitch stream play Castlevania than Tonight, than the by the way. Show. Tuesday, oh. Thursday, Sunday. There you go. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday at Arvon yep. D on the Twitch. He's an affiliate. Uh, Net, uh, Nicholas Cage apparently is going to be in the cast, a uh, uh, voice cast of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse as yet another one of the Spider-Men. You excited for that? Uh, like a good Nick Cage. Yeah. I hope he just doesn't like... Yeah. I hope he just doesn't like turn it up like that. Like, look, you've already ruined one Marvel property. Like, yeah. just keep it keep it toned down a little bit. You know, they, they made two Ghost Rider movies. That's what I'm saying. What the fuck? Two of them. Yeah. They're like, you know what? This two needs a sequel. <laughs> Birds of Prey, Ryan, may begin shooting in January. This is where Margot Robbie's going to be back as yep. Harley Quinn. They have not cast the rest of the group yet, so I don't know if we're going to get like Huntress or Black Canary or. Poison Ivy, or who else we're going to get, and it sounds they, like it's going to be rated R. Yeah, and they did say no Batgirl, so the direct there is no Batgirl in this. So All right. that's interesting. So no, well, because she might get her own movie, or I don't know. That was the whole thing. Remember, Joss Whedon was going to do it, then yeah. he wa- then he wasn't. Well, then he found it. Then we found out that he was kind of a creep. You know? Yeah, I mean, everybody seems to be at this point. Everybody, uh, present yeah. company excluded, of course. Uh, John Wick 3 has a title. It's called Parabellum. You can explain yep. to us what that means. You want me to explain to you what that means? Yeah. Oh, so para like, comes from the, the Latin verb, which um, paro, which means to prepare, from yeah. paro parare, which is a first conjugation verb, which means to prepare, right. and the word bellum, which means war. So on one hand, it means literally prepare for war. Mm. It's a it's a command, and the other hand, it is a a the word parabellum itself is a type of um, gun. And for so. people listening to the podcast for the first time, why why were you able to able to break that down so easily? Uh, uh, I was in college. I entered college as a double major in criminal justice and physics, um, and then switched to classical languages. That's so right. I, there it is. Majored in classical languages. In Got college. it. I thought that's what it was. Hey, Ryan, you'll like this. Uh, the odds are out for the next James Bond, according to my bookie, which I guess if you wanted to bet on this. So there's a ton yeah. of names on which here. Is legal, which is legal now. It is legal. Uh, yep. There's a lot of names on here, a lot of British actors, some I'm, ver- I'm really not familiar with. But the leader in the clubhouse, the favorite to be the next James Bond, according to this website, is Tom Hardy. Interesting. What do you think of that? I think he's too big. I think he's a little too tough. Yeah, I think he's too tough. Bond has got to be more like smooth. I'm not saying Tom Hardy couldn't be a ladies' man. I just don't. I don't. Oh, he is a lady, and he's a guy's man too. Yeah, but that's no, I know. But like Idris Elba is on this list too. I think he'd be better. Oh, he'd be fire. He uh, would be fire because he's kind of a big kind of guy, but he's kind of like oh, you know soft spoken. Oh, he bit. is smooth. Yo, he'd be yeah. good. Michael Fassbender's on this list. Killian again, Murphy. I, I don't think it's a fa- this Loki. Is, um, once you're James Bond, you're James Bond forever. I know, like Daniel Craig, his stupid yeah. face. Yeah. Although but he like looks Tom tough. Hardy, yeah, I think Daniel Craig would be a great Constantine, don't you? 
I think he could. I think he could pull it off. Yeah. I like. Well, he seems short. I don't know if Daniel Craig is or not. He feels short to me. I don't know. I'd like don't a nice six-two Constantine, if you don't mind me saying. So, and I, I think. Uh, I think. I just elbows the mountain of a man, isn't he? Isn't he a big yeah. dude? Yeah. But, oh, I'm fine yeah. with the mountain of a man for Bond. That's fine. Yeah. Give me but a, like Tom nice Hardy. T- Tom Hardy's a little too thick. He'd be a better Wolverine than he would have James Bond. Tom Hardy would have been, yeah, he would have been a good Wolverine. I mean, Wolverine yeah. now, you got to retire him after Jackman. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hardy's, I'm looking forward to Venom, too, in a few months. That'll be, that'll be sick. Yeah, see, it's more like that. I mean, I think he's yeah. more of like, but what, like a hard R James Bond movie, they'll never do it. But like that, no, would, like, if gonna... you want to go like, like ultra-violent James Bond, I think you go Hardy. Would you ever go full penetration in Bond? If Hardy's in it, you have to. Yeah. I'd watch that no. in the theater. Uh, Ryan, Billy D. Williams is going to be back as Lando in episode nine. Okay. He doesn't look great, though, from the pictures I've seen. Yeah, you know. Although, they you know probably what? do him up a little bit. I was going to say, uh, Carrie Fisher looked terrible, and they were able to like make her more than passable in the Star Wars movies, so I'm sure they can clean up Billy D. a little bit. Yeah, you know? they clean up Billy D. Or wouldn't it be great just to happen upon like a completely spun out Lando Calrissian, like he's completely down oh, with yeah. the block at this point. And then he does he does the uh, the Dusty Rhodes Hard Times promo. He just comes yeah. out. He's like, "That's Hard Times," and you're like, "What is he doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> when yeah. you're the son of a plumber, that's Hard Times." You're like, Jeez. "The son of a son of a plumber, <laughs> that's Hard Times." Remember the time when they were doing they were talking about the Shockmaster, and he was talking about the two before? Oh my God! You see that the Shockmaster? Hey, Shockmaster is the greatest. Moment in <laughs> wrestling history where they're like, let's oh, take a stormtrooper helmet they, and bedazzle. Yeah, they put a two before. They put a two before. Right at, like, they put a two level. before. And then you just <laughs> like, crashing it. That's hot times. It's like, thanks, Lando. Jeremy Renner, Ryan. This is this is news right for right in your wheelhouse. Jer- Jeremy Renner is going to play officer or police officer Twitch Williams, not to be confused with Twitch.tv slash D. Twitch Williams in Spawn alongside Jamie Foxx. Which is awesome because Twitch is one of my favorite characters in the Spawn comics. Mm. Was it Twitch and Sam? Yeah, because he's. I was reading about like he's going to be in it a lot. Like you're going to see him. He's probably going to get equal screen time as Spawn. Well, yeah, and I wonder who's going to play Sam. Like who's like the big like burly the big fat guy? I don't know. I don't know if they cast him yet. It's a good question. But that's a. I mean, I'll watch anything Renner's in. Yeah, you know, so. I, I I think that'll be pretty good. And uh, last bit of news I have here, some sad news, Ryan, in the comic world. Steve Ditko, uh, pick of the pod, he is dead. He was a co-creator of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and is uh, known for some... I think really, like, when you think of Spider-Man as a comic book fan and, like, how he's drawn, you think of what yeah. Steve Ditko did. Yeah, and I... I this... I. Wasn't able to like talk about that. It was the day my daughter, my my daughter, my sister got married. So I wasn't actually like able to like you know tweet it out, like do all of this stuff. But like the the look of Spider Man is is Steve Ditko, and you know yeah. the, with the spider web wings and like, like those are all him. Yeah, it's incredible. You know? So uh, it's it's an amazing amazing thing that he did. And you know Stan Lee's the guy who gets all the credit. But if you look, you know this, it's always like Stan Lee and somebody else. Right. You know? Oh, always. So, yeah. And like, you know, it's Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, those guys were yeah. uh, Alan Bellman, who we we were friends on the podcast with. Yep. So, all right, that's it. You ready for your news? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be light this week. But good, we'll, we'll good. We have a lot to get to, so that's fine. Yeah. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, what do you got? 
So just a, just a couple quick things. Um, I didn't talk about this. This, this was news uh, about a, like two weeks ago. But the first trailer for Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn, oh came out. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Shaq Fu is back and voiced by uh, Shaq himself. Good. So, and it looks like a, a bit of a goofy kind of game, but it's out there, and it's something that exists and something that I will definitely play All right. at some point. Okay. Because Shaq Fu, right? Right. Why not? Um, and it's a bit of a, it's more of like a side screen brawler than it, like a, than, um, than a fighting game, which is kind of fun. Okay. You know, so I'm, I'm, and there's, uh, there's some product placement in there that they're saying are like the funniest thing. I'm watching the trailer as we speak and there's the sign for F.P. Changs. Oh, yeah. Instead of P.F. Changs. Right, 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 yeah, right around it. I wonder if Uncle yeah, right Drew will be like an unlockable character. Let's hope so. That'd be nice. You know what I mean? Um, player, uh, so... PUBG has their big uh, big tournament coming up. They have a big like World Cup for PUBG coming up, so uh, that'll be all over Twitch if you're interested in watching that. I know I am. I'm much more interested in that than the other bit of news I have, which is I think tomorrow or the day, I think maybe f- uh, Thursday or Friday, uh, season uh, the new season of Fortnite comes out. People are very excited. There's a huge crack in the sky, and the crack is getting bigger. Oh, and boy. What does it gonna mean? There's going to be some things ha- uh, so what I'm hearing is that what it's going to do is it's going to change the weather. So, Lame. So, well, essentially what they've done now, if you've ever seen Realm Royale, where they have the map with, like, the different areas of weather, nah. so now we're just ripping that off now. Yeah, so it's just... So we've ripped just, off, like, yeah. three games now. So someone was saying Pretty that, like... Impressive. They've, they've clearly ripped off PUBG in that model with yep. the Battle course. Royale. Yeah, I guess they had remixed Minecraft music playing during, like, the playground mode. So like, so they're ripping off Minecraft, and yeah. now they're just going to rip off Realm Royale. So like, this is—I don't understand. Again, I, I'm I'm lost on the appeal of this. Um, people love it. People, people love, love Fortnite. And, I, and, and and you know what? It's me. It's me. I it don't might get be it. a you so thing. Could be. It's a me thing, but yeah. that's okay. You know what? What I found in my video game playing, Richard, and doing more of it now than I ever have, is that just some games aren't for some people. You're and not wrong. Not, You're not wrong about not, that. But yeah. what I found, and what I'm going to actually stream tonight, and what I'm going to be streaming the next couple of days, is a game um, called Hunt Showdown. Okay. Um, which you you would actually very much, very much like this game. So think of like, you know how like in Fortnite and PUBG, like the map gets smaller. Yes. So it does that on kind of a smaller scale. You are playing in teams of two, so there are ten people total on the map. Okay. And you are all bounty hunters, and you're hunting a specific Ooh. monster. On the map, Ooh, okay, and you have to find clues that like will shrink the map down for you to find like where the monster's like location is. Is this PS4 or PC? Right now, it's on PC, but I think it's getting released. I have uh, so it's early at when I talk about like early access on Twitter. Like yeah. I have the early access version, which is which is super cool if you're a PC player. You know, like so basically, what early access means is I bought the game, but it's still being developed. So you can actually like reach out and be like, hey, you know, this doesn't work, and they they're making changes to it. It's not the final game. Gotcha. Um, so you're playing in teams of two, but the the kicker is is that when you're dead, you're dead. Your character's dead. Oh, okay. So what you what you can do is if you're hunting this monster and like you're getting, you know, teams are coming after you or you're not doing very well, you can leave. You can be like, fine, take it. All you right. know what I mean? Yeah. You can keep all the stuff you earned. Oh, okay. Um, and the other cool thing too is like once you kill the monster and collect the bounty you still have to get out so you can actually let teams do all the work for you and then kill them as they're leaving Mm, classic so it's actually like a little bit of a twist like a horror twist on the battle royale system and it's a little bit smaller scale so i'll 
He's twitching that tonight because I've had a lot of fun doing it. So all right, so we're, there we are. There's the video game minute. There you have it. Now, Ryan, are you ready for the topic du jour? I'm sorry, I missed. I didn't miss that. What'd you say? No, the topic du jour. It's, oh, what's that? Oh, it's the topic of the day, and today it is Ant Man and the Wasp, the latest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It came out this past weekend, number one at the box office, a little under eighty million dollars uh, domestically. One hour and fifty eight minutes. Currently sitting, or at least at last check, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, 78% by the audience. Uh, As we do with all movies and TV shows, we begin non-spoilers, and I ask you, Ryan, did you like it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I also, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the movie. I liked liked it. You know what? I I enjoyed it. I didn't like it. I enjoyed it. I Okay. Yeah, um... Perhaps semantics, but yes, you enjoyed it. I liked it. Now, quick hitters here, Ryan. What did you think of the story? Uh, story, story was okay. You know, I think I think it was a uh, for me what this was, and I, I was thinking about the first thing that came into my head was this was a nice palate cleanser from Infinity War. Like Infinity War was so heavy. Oh yeah, and this was nice just to be like a little like like catch your breath. Okay, this is make believe. You know what I mean? Like it felt. Like yeah, it it's trying like, to take it's like getting, off getting back to the smaller scale. Like not, and and right. not just a joke because he's an ant, Ryan, and he works with ants, no, no, and that's not, I I was, that's, not, that's not what I was doing there. But it is. It's a much smaller scale because you have every character or just about every character in the last movie, and it is very heavy, and the ending is insane. Now this, mm-hmm. you're like back to, all right, what can it be? Sort of like a couple of different heists. It's like a never-ending heist kind of film. Uh, yeah. Paul Rudd is in there. And he's always good. He's enjoyable. I would say the next thing, comedy, I thought the batting average, let's say, was not super high. They took a lot of shots at it. Like they were they were constantly going for the joke and it was a yeah. lot more of the <laughs> than like actual laugh out loud moments. And this is where the, the biggest attraction from this movie was it was pretty goofy. Like, I, yeah, like not funny, but it was like goofy. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a few characters a little kind of slappy, and you're like, all right. Yeah, and it was that. That's not really like I'm in it for like. I think in the tuning fork for this, like the the thing that that nailed it perfectly was Guardians. Like it had like kind of like a. It went back and forth. Yeah, and Guardians. And I mean, Guardians is more. such a high bar, but you also have there's a number of funny characters, but then there's a couple of characters that just aren't, and then that's what makes the other characters even right. more funny, and it's right. different humor. Like, Rocket's humor is much different than Drax's, and then Star-Lord's. Right. Like, they all kind of provide a little something different. Here, it seemed like a lot of characters were going for jokes. Like, a lot like a lot of them were taking chances at it. And it's, it, there was a little too much wackiness yeah. to this one, if that makes any sense. Yep, I hear you. And then the, yeah. the action, I thought was... Really good. I thought a lot of things going small, things going big, fight scenes, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I think if you're comparing it to the first one, the first one had some cool things too. Remember with like Thomas the Train getting blown up and some of the action scenes that you realize like, oh, they're actually fighting on like a little kid's play set. So there was some good stuff in the first one. I thought they did maybe even a better job here in the second one. I think the action is what kind of brought it, like it saved it a little bit. Yeah. This this movie if the action was bad if they had bad action sequences um i don't think this would have been they would have done well yeah and a lot of them unfortunately they did show in the trailer so like if you watched the trailer and kept up with the trailer you probably were aware of a lot of the different sequences that were in the movie but they were still 
pretty good. Like I think they showed the Pez thing in the trailer. There was, you know, there was some cool stuff. The Wasp was really good. She's got wings, and she's obviously yeah. a better fighter than than Scott Lang is. So she was yeah. good. As far as so, there are now twenty MCU movies, and as far as the connection, you real to watch this movie. You really just need to see Ant Man and Civil War, right? I mean, that's right. probably you to, it. You need to see Civil War and Ant Man to get this. Yeah. That's it. That that's all you need to see. Would you say this movie is better than, worse than, or the same as the first Ant Man? It's a little worse. See, I I am going to say it's a little better, but I also feel like a month from now I may change that. And my my whole thing with this movie is it should have been called The Wasp and Ant Man. I oh, thought this that's was, not bad. The I th- this was her movie. She stole the show. She in, was in, very in good. The she was yeah. the she was the MVP of the All Star game in this. And song. I'll get it once we get into spoilers. I'll get into why. But this is definitely Evangeline Lilly's movie. Now, if you had to, and we've done this before, but like ballpark, where does this rank within the twenty MCU movies? I would say if we split it into, uh, it's in the lower third. Yeah. See, I think I might have it, but at the top of that list. So I would say it's out of uh, twenty. Yeah, it's probably like. 14, 15? Oh, I think you're I think you're forgetting some. It's definitely see to me it's like eleven. And I okay. think Oh no, you know what? You're right. You're you're right. Because there's right. a lot yeah. of shit ones. Like so right away in whatever or I'm not ranking the bottom. I'm just saying you have Hulk, you have two different Iron Mans, you have a uh, a Thor, maybe even both Thors, or the first two Thors, I mean. Yep. I think I think the first Captain America is not my favorite movie. So that's already okay, so me, six. Yeah. I think this is better than Doctor Strange. Some people I think it's in that same mix though. It's like And it's funny. It's in the it's in that mix. It's, it's in, in the Guardians t- it's in the Guardians yeah. two Doctor Strange Ant Man one mix. Yep. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So I think it's it's probably in the if you if you cut the MCU in half, it's probably on the top half top part of the bottom half. But which is still I, okay. a good movie. There's a, there's a lot of really yeah. good movies, you know. And this, and these, I would say, out of twenty MCU movies, there are three bad ones. Uh, I, yeah, I would say four, but I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Like three, three that are like this is bad. I like think one, is, yeah. And then there's some that like guard on. Um, I just have such a hang up on Iron Man two and three, and part of it is because the first Iron Man's so good. Because I have those two. Oh, that's man, that's just it. Incredible I think Iron Hulk. Man two is like bad. Yeah. Uh, Thor: The Dark World is bad. Incredible you know, Hulk is bad. It's not that. Incredible Hulk is bad. Yes, this um, is good. So, what would you? Good. What would your dork score be? Uh, soft four and a half. Yep, I was thinking four and a half as well. I, 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 it's a rounded up four and a half. And I think because there's a lot of five, five and a half, sixes in the yep. MCU, so you can have it be four and a half and still have it be eleven, twelve, somewhere. Somewhere in that realm. Uh, and then, of course, and again, most of you listening to this have probably already seen the movie, but this is still spoiler-free. So there is a mid credit scene, which you're definitely going to want to watch. And then there's an end credit scene, which, as I said before, you're already sitting there. You might as well hang out, but it's not that one's not the greatest. So Not the greatest. Not um, great. Anything else non-spoilers, Ryan? No, sir. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! All right, I think this might be the best way now to start. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to review a movie, obviously. I kind of like this idea where we're just going to kind of rip through the plot, but feel free to stop at any point and, you know, as Michael Hollywood used to say, let's just park on that curb and let's, like, you know, dissect it if you want to do that. All right. So let's begin the uh, – we see uh, really the OG Wasp with OG Ant-Man, 
And Wasp, as played by Michelle Pfeiffer, Janet Van Dyme, enters the microscopic quantum realm to disarm a nuclear missile. Hank Pym couldn't do it. There was something going on with his suit. So she went in and was lost for good. This was back in, like, 1987. And then Michael Douglas has to go back home and explain to a young hope that, hey, you know, your mom's not coming back. And let me just, let, let's just talk about this for a second. Because this, we got to get this out of the way right now. Because it's the very first thing I texted you when I got out of the movie. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer is 60 years old. She is smoking hot. She's always oh been smoking God. hot, though. She might be the best 60 year old, best-looking 60-year-old woman I've ever seen. She was, like, growing up, I mean, because obviously she was in Catwoman, and you were just like, oh, my God. And then she was in, like, in Dangerous Minds. I remember watching that as a kid and being like, she is, like, breathtakingly attractive. Mm-hmm. And still is. And what, killed, what got me is that, like, you, they go through the thing in the Marvel thing where they de-aged her and Michael Douglas. Yeah, what do you think of the de-aging? I think they're getting better. Like it's getting really good. I think it's pretty strong. It's not that it's not distracting. Yeah. Like I thought when they did Leia in was it Force Awakens or yeah. whatever it was or uh, Rogue One or whatever it was, I thought it was kind of distracting. But they, Marvel's they've gotten really good at it. Uh, yeah. Lawrence, they do it to Lawrence Fishburne too, obviously. But like, and I'm like, oh, they did a really good job with Michelle Pfeiffer. And then you see Michelle Pfeiffer at the end of the movie, and you're like, they didn't really have to do much. <laughs> they didn't have to do much. No, they, they didn't. Changed, they changed their hair. Yeah, that's all they did. They put a little more, like, a different makeup on her. Like, that's, she's yeah. pretty much the same. She's as is. Oh, apparently, in Captain Marvel, Samuel L. Jackson's going to be de-aged 25 years the entire movie. Well, I mean, you can see they can do it. They can know? do it, it. It looks great. They, they, can, they can do it. Uh, and you think, like, if they can do that good of a job, like, the first time we saw it was in Civil War when they did it with uh, Robert Downey Jr., when he looked exactly like he looked when he was a teenager. Yeah, he looked like he was in, like, uh... Like, weird Science or something. Weird like, he looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny um, be good. Yeah. And then, uh... And that was pretty cool. But then, like... Well, know, and then they did, uh... Well, my they point did Kurt is, like, Russell. Why, they did Kurt Russell in Guardians 2, yeah. right? They but why did, couldn't they just get rid of fucking Henry Cavill's mustache in Justice League? That was like, really distracting. That? that was really distracting. Yeah, but yeah, there's well different studios. They don't they don't know what's going on. So now we jump to uh, relatively present day because again, this movie st- takes place before Avengers: Infinity War, and we can kind of discuss this because this can yeah. be a little bit of a, a hang up for some, like people who who pick through it like we do. But anyway, you have, you have Scott Lang who was on house arrest. They say that in Infinity War, so they follow up on that. He has 2 years and he's he's running out he's running out of time here. He's almost off of house arrest, but they bring up the Sokovia Accords, they bring up what he did in Germany in in Civil War. And I also think they do a pretty good job of explaining how you know, he didn't ask the Wasp to go over there, and, and Hank Pym, and they, they're pissed at him because he went over there with that technology and went to go help Captain America. So I thought that was a pretty good tie-in. Uh, also, a very cool uh, cardboard setup that he's playing with his daughter and entertaining himself. And, and I thought his daughter in this movie, um, I forget the Cassie. little actress's name. Oh, yeah, I don't I forget I know, the actress. I know, yeah. I, I, Cassie, but the girl, who, I forget the girl who played. She was excellent. She is She's so excellent. good. Um, and I think she and Paul Rudd, have a nice little like chemistry going where like a little timing thing going together which is which is super nice it's really Um, hard to do like mushy scenes and not be like uncomfortable and be like this is so lame like they do them perfectly like oh like you actually feel that way like she's like she's a sweet little girl which is hard to find the right actress to pull that off Mm -hmm. and and this is we'll get into this a little bit later when we talk about more of this stuff but like the one of the things that i i didn't really like about this movie is that scott lang like Paul Rudd, like kind of sucks. Like, and it's like he doesn't, he's not really good at what he's doing. No. And like he, everybody around him is better than him at this, you know? 
because <laughs> they did a better job in the first one showing off like what a good like cat burglar he is essentially right. like he's a really good thief like remember he's like climbing up like he can crack codes he can break safes like he's a really good criminal but yeah. other than that like now unlike most of the avengers like he doesn't have any powers he's just he no. has hank's suit and technology well which like and like i texted you i was like i could have done that you know what i mean yeah, like, but- i can press buttons on my thumbs and i can get big and i can get small and they, would even you then, ra- like he wasn't that good at that yeah <laughs> you but, know? but would you be able to name all those ants Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely. You'd come up I with some co- good ants. It was funny in the theater. I was coming up with some of my own. Like I would. That, like, what would one of your ants be? Oh, it'd be Anthony. Anthony Bourdain would be one of them. Oh, pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Mine would be um, uh, Carmelo Anthony. Car- Carmelo Anthony. That's Carmelo Anthony. That'd be one of my yeah. one of my go tos. Or Greg Anthony. Or uh, Anthony Mason. But just, just ba- really just basketball players at this point. Well, you could have done like Anthony Peeler, the, the one who was playing the drums. There was a there was the bass player from Van Halen is Michael Anthony. Oh, that's so if you good. had like a band yeah. with the ant, you know, the Michael Anthony. What about you know, Ant Anthony Hardaway? That's kind of a yeah. that's a stretch. Well, that's Anthony. Yeah, it's a bit know? of a stretch. That's a bit of a stretch, admittedly. But, but. The, the, so that's my point is is that like Scott Lang in this movie is kind of a dope. Yeah, he's like, it, it he's not really... as good. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, and that and that I didn't like that. Yeah, I hear you. Like, and and again, he didn't really. He was not the best character in the movie, but that happens sometimes. Like, just because he's the lead doesn't mean he's the best. Other guys can sort of stage that, like, him. What, what Paul Rudd gets away with, and Paul Rudd will forever get away with, is just how charming he is. Oh, he like, can charm the nice pants the right off you. Yeah, and he's just very disarmed. But again, like there was a little bit too much like yuckety yuck for me with him. Yeah, he he was too much Paul Rudd for you. He was too, a little too Paul Rudd. Much Paul Rudd yeah. So uh, Scott Lang has a dream, or he receives a message from Janet Van Dyne. So he calls Hank Pym, and this is after already told the FBI agent that oh, he doesn't talk to the, you know Hope or, or Hank. They hate him. He doesn't talk to them anymore. So then they get the message, the Van Dyne or and 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 uh, Pym do. So Hope kidnaps Lang. She ends up putting a tracker on that giant ant, so it looks like he's still at home. And let's just say right now, lots of giant ants in this movie. A lot of giant ants. A ton of giants. Gi- some ants. play the drums. Some, you know, take baths. Some do all kinds of things. But there's a lot of giant ants. A lot of humanoid ants in this movie. But so this is what I get. So then Hank and Hope, after talking with Scott Lang, now think that there's a way to save Janet. And maybe there's a line in the first movie, or maybe there's even a line in this movie that I missed. But I feel like 30 years has passed, and now all of a sudden Hank Pym's like, hey, let's, let's go get my wife. Like where where were you there, buddy? You couldn't. Wouldn't that be your only mission for like a very long time? For a very long time, yeah. You would stop like the nonsense and like. But I think especially they if talk she looks about, like, like, like and, Janet uh, does. Like Fishburne, him and Fishburne's character talk about the the studies that they were doing with like the quantum thing. Yeah. And the, one of the other hangups I had with this movie, and maybe I'm alone in this too. There was a lot of like science talk. There was a that, lot of science talk. What, but what helped was. Paul Rudd was like us, and he could be like, I don't know what you're talking about, or like, who's he, no, what's it? it? Just makes no sense. Like, you need a character like that, though. But you had, like, the anyone who was, like, a scientist in this movie, like, talking to each other, and you're just like, this is this is nonsense. Because I bet if you talk to, like, a real scientist about this, they'll be like, yeah, this is all nonsense. This is mostly, well, I mean, there's not Pym particles in the real world. Well, yet. I understand, not but, like, yet. we're talking about, like, quantum theory and yeah. quantum physics, and, like, you're just like, this is nonsense. Just, like, move on. 
Yeah, you know I mean? I, yeah, I like I, I felt that same way at times during Doctor Strange, like just some of the stuff that he would talk about, whether he was in the hospital or whether he was just dealing with other stuff. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. I don't get it. Yeah. But and we get we get it that it makes your character seem intelligent, but like right. the rest of us are like, move on, you know. So Hope is buying parts because again they're trying to do this whole quantum realm thing. So she's buying parts from Sonny Birch, played by Walton Goggins, and he finds out that Hope. Who Hope is, because she's like, oh, I'm Sarah. And he's like, no, you're not. I know who you are, and I know who your dad is. So he wants yeah. that tech for himself. He also says he has, he's working for some very dangerous people. You never find out in this movie who Sonny Birch is working for. Have right. you heard one of the theories on who that could be? No. Who is that? This is pretty good. There's a chance he could be working for Norman Osborn. Which would be, that would be pretty sweet. That would be amazing. So you can now yeah. introduce the Green Goblin into the MCU through him, and he's already been set up in this movie. Because obviously in Avengers 4, you got the Thanos thing, you got you to figure out what's going on there. You know, Captain Marvel. I thought play you were going to say the Kingpin, which would have been which would have been nice too. Yeah, but guess what? Kingpin's in the Netflix. I know, uh, I know, but that would have been nice. I think, but the idea that he's working for somebody opens the door to a lot of things. I think one of the writers on this movie even confirmed on Twitter or like, yeah, it could be or it is or something, but they got to figure it out with Sony. I don't know how all that works, but Norman Osborn yeah. would make a lot of sense because if you're going to be moving on to phase four of the MCU, you're going to need to bring in a couple more badass villains, like legit villains, and Green Goblin's one of them. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm very hopeful that it is Norman Osborn, and that would be that'd I'm be very badass. hopeful too. But the other thing too, would you, were you under the impression that one – the the guys that he Goggins had working for him that Birch had working for him were terrible villains. They were not they strong. Were, the, I, I I don't think I was I would if I bumped into that Indian guy on the street. Yeah. Like I don't think I would have been afraid of him at all. No, the, the one guy was the one guy, guy was huge. They, but he didn't do anything. He just stood there. Like he didn't even throw a punch. I don't no, think. no, he was. And then uh, the FBI agents were the dumbest characters in this movie. Like that guy who played Wu. Johnny Wu, like, yeah. Just a jackass. Oh, like, I the did. Whole time. I did like going back to Scott Lang, how, how he had his whole house like with all the cardboard and stuff. He also taught yeah. himself magic, which you know, Ryan. Right. I was upset. I was like, this guy, this is he's onto something here, and he had the card tricks. I didn't mind how Johnny Wu liked the card tricks, but you're right, they made him too. Like he was, he's an FBI agent. Like he's not dumb. Yeah, they made they definitely made him too dumb or like silly. Yeah. He was silly. Very silly. He was silly. All right, so now let's end, uh, bring in the villain here in this uh, this show, Ghost. Ghost shows up, grabs the portable lab. First of all, what do you think of the portable lab? Too much portable lab. How fucking this thing was up and down and up and down and in and out too and much. like nonstop yeah. at the portable lab. And I'm like, you can't just be popping up buildings everywhere. Yeah, too much. That wouldn't that wouldn't really work. But I thought Ghost was. I, I, I was at first. I was like, eh. Like I, I, th- I thought it was a sweet setup. But then once she took the mask off and started talking, I'm like, oh, I like her less. But I also liked how it ties in directly with the quantum realm. So it made a lot of sense to have a villain like that. It was also yeah. a little bit different. You know, the last Ant Man movie had Yellow Jacket, which is basically just a bad Ant Man. You know, and like a lot of yeah. movies in the MCU early on have just mirror villains. And at least Ghost is very different than. Ant-Man and Wasp. I, I, I think ultimately she was pretty good. Plus, she had like a real story. It's, it's not, I'm taking over the world because you can't do that after Thanos. Right. You can't do that kind of thing. So she's just like, yeah, I'm all messed up. My dad also worked with Hank Pym and with Bill Foster. He died, and now I'm like this. So I, I, ultimately, I thought Ghost was, wasn't bad. And I, I, what I liked about this, too, is that 
um, if you you know fan of like the I'm I have a very um, superficial knowledge of the Ant Man comics, but like Hank Pym is a dick. Like nobody likes Hank Pym. Yeah, he hit his wife. Yeah, he was a drunk. He was a he was abusive. Like, and they kind of like flirted with that a little bit. Where like, um, you know, Bill Foster doesn't like him. Yeah, you know, uh, Ghost Dad hated him, and that's yeah. the whole reason that he did what he did. So like, nobody likes him. And they they talk about him and Janet when they, when Paul Rudd is Janet, and they're talking. Yeah, they're like oh. Like this is the first fight we've had. And we just squashed it in ten minutes. Meaning, like we fought before. Oh yeah, and like, it got physical. Everyone, yeah, yeah. Like everyone fights with Hank. Like that's well, yeah, what they, I like. They did with that. That was good. And like they, I think I don't know if you just said it, but with with Bill Foster, they were like, oh, and like everybody had a problem with him because like, or or like, or was it uh, maybe Scott Lang made like a reference, like, geez, like you've had a lot of falling outs because obviously like yeah. Starks hate him. Like there's everybody has issues with with Hank Pym. Um, so you find out that oh, so then Hank turns to Bill Foster. So we're introduced to Goliath. So he is now in the MCU. I like how they have some of these older characters though, because again, when these comics were first written in like the '60s or whatever, there was, they, all the characters were about that age then. But so now they've spaced it out. So you have Hank Pym and like Howard Stark are old. Captain yep. America, obviously, you can mess around with the timeline, and then you have Goliath. Uh, or Black Goliath, although they left that they left that part out, which is probably for the best. But that's what he also used to be called in the comics. Black Goliath, yeah. I'm like, eh, all right, fine. So he's working with Ghost, and you get that whole story. So then there, uh, so the next thing you know, Hank, Scott, and Hope are all being held captive by Ghost uh, or Ava. She ends up telling her the story of her father. So her father, well, I guess they say, is dead in this, but in the comics, her father was Egghead, who is yep. one of the villains, one of Ant Man's like really only villains. Because I think Ghost was. Actually, Ghost, I believe, in the comics was a male. So they, they flipped her into a female for this. Doesn't really matter. It's fine. Story's still the same. So whatever, if you want to do that. But it was a male in the comics, and I believe like an Iron Man villain. But either way, they bring her into this. Um, Ghost just needs a cure and decides that she needs to use Janet for this. And then they're all like, oh, no, like they're going to they're gonna kill Janet. And then all of a sudden you got ants in the Altoid case. The old classic... The old, Stooge, the old, the old gag, the oldest trick in the book, the old standby ants in the Altoids. Uh, yep. So then you get that. What do you think of the scene where uh, Janet takes over Scott's body and then helps Hank and Hope find her? The only issue I had with, I mean, this isn't the only issue, but one of the issues I had with this, everything was a little too convenient with Janet. Yeah, like she put an antenna. Where did she get the antenna to put in his head? Like, oh, you put an antenna in his head. Smart. Like, what are you talking about? I know. And then they're like, oh, well, Ghost needs a cure, and she has to like drain your body to like do it. And they're like, no, I can just touch your forehead. Like, th- th- this is this quantum thing. Like, it, I think it's intentionally confusing so it can be what it needs to be given the given the right circumstance. Yeah, that's probably true. Like, nobody can really explain exactly what it is. So you can. Oh, but it like, does this when I need it to do this, and it does this when I need it to do that. So it's yeah. like this very like fuzzy thing. They're like, no, I just have to touch you, and you're healed. No, that's and true. And then we go in at the end, and we can just like extract it. Like, what do you? What are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's here? it's you know? a <laughs> it's it's a whole thing. I did like so going back to uh, Sonny's like henchmen and like how not intimidating they were. I like when they catch up with Luis, and then you have that whole bit about the truth serum. Like that's pretty funny. Not, that was pretty funny. That was the only time I laughed like out loud. That was good. And, when, and like those guys just be like, "It's not truth serum." He's like, "Ah, it's truth serum." Then, then like Ti and the other guy are like, "It sounds like truth serum. It's truth serum." And then they're like, "Where's Scott Lang?" And then he like goes into this whole thing. And so that's obviously ripped from the first one where he, where he's telling a story. But 
that's fun. Like Michael Pena, his Michael Luis. Pena. I was just googling his name. Yeah, Michael Pena, best character or funniest character. I again, I think uh, Hope Van Dyme as the Wasp was the best character in this movie. Uh, yep. But Michael Pena's Luis is still the funniest. His storytelling, even though you knew they were going to do that again, I don't care. Fine, still really it's funny. Fine. It, uh, yeah. What I loved is when they did it when they cut to him speaking for somebody else and they had the actual actor like say his line. And like they did a great job, like both Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly as like sort of talking like they think that he would talk, and like right. so it matched up perfectly. They did a good job with that. That was funny. And I liked him with the with the the longer hair too. I thought that was really funny in the in the jail cell. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was funny when he pops in. Yeah. He's talking to him. Yeah, that was good. Uh, so then Scott Lang gets out of there, uh, and he because he knows they're they're coming because he's still on house arrest, so he has to go back. They, I feel like they did this too many times. The old like. Agent Wu bursting through, and then like here, I'm already here, and they're like, "Oh, I, okay." Like, I think yeah. they did that three times. It felt like a lot. It felt like they did it a, a ton of times. It was. It reminded me of Jessica Jones season one when they were like, "Oh, we we just ha- we found Purple Man. Now we gotta we gotta go find Purple Man again. Found yeah. him, lost him. He's gone. Found yeah. him. You're like, oh my god, damn it. Uh, so then they, Scott ends up breaking them out of prison with the help of a bunch of ants. Uh, so that's good. Then the, so now they're finally going to go after Janet Van Dyne, and Hank jumps into the quantum realm and meets up with her. I thought some really cool stuff in there, like like because again, it can be anything you want it to be. So it's like chaos. But the one scene that stood out to me, he's like in the one area that's got like all the different colors and some of like the weird like creatures or whatever that are in there. Yeah. And then he shoots out, and it's almost pitch black, and they like cut the sound. And it's really eerie. Like, and sitting in yeah. the theater, it's like, I think that's what death Super would feel quiet. like, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's just, that seemed pretty messed up to me, that part. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, too, that I really, uh, the other part I kind of chuckled at is when they're breaking out of prison. I want to go back to that. Yeah. And um, he, like, drops the, the wasp suit, like, on the table. Yeah. And then he's like, well, what about me? And he drops him, like, an FBI jacket and hat. a hat and sunglasses. Which is a callback to the time he's like, "This isn't. We're not in disguise. If we're in a hat and sunglasses, we're just going to a baseball game." Which is great. So he drops him. He drops him the that the FBI stuff, and Hank looks down. and He's like, "Perfect." Like, like, the, you know what I mean? Right. He just walks That's right out of there. Disguise. It's like we have yeah. Hank Pym in custody. He just walks out with a hat and jacket. And you're right. It's yeah. a great callback because that's one of the things like. I don't know how many MCU movies have done that, like Captain America and like all those guys have, have like Bucky yeah. Barnes, like they've all done like the Tony Romo, like brandless hat and sunglasses. It's like nobody knows who you are, and so they go right back to it, which is and he and he goes good. right back to it, and he instead of like him being pissed and being like oh like what the hell, he's like oh perfect, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so then Janet ends up coming back. She's got to help Ghost out with some of her energy and all that. But so you you also finally get Giant Man. So like you saw in Civil War. And what they didn't really tell you until you didn't really know this until this movie is like when he gets tall, he gets tired. So he tells you later that he's like, oh, I slept for three days after the airport scene in Civil War. So he gets yeah. big. He's down on the pier in San Francisco. He's trying to get the uh, the goddamn portable lab back. Uh, and he's huge. But some pretty good stuff. But again, they they show this in the trailer, like him stopping the truck and him getting out of yeah. the water. And like you can see how big he is. Like they already showed you that stuff. But it was still still pretty good. It was pretty good. And like I said, I just... What killed me about this, and we'll get into it later, what I liked and what I didn't like, but, like, you know, I just thought that he wasn't very good at being Ant-Man in this movie. Yeah, he was, he was kind of fine. He was just like... Yeah. Uh, so then, really, I mean, at the end, it's pretty much wrapped up. Like, all the good guys are free. Now, some of them are on the run, you know, and, and so uh, Goliath is with Ghost. They're together. 
You get uh, Hank and Janet are together down. You know, they got a, a house on the water. Uh, Scott and Hope they look like they're the together. Yeah, they shrunk the house. They shrunk another the goddamn shrunken house. Another shrunken house, for Christ's sake. Scott and Hope uh, look like they're a couple, essentially, now. They're watching a movie with Cassie. That's a cool little scene. They're in, like, a matchbox car watching a movie. It looks like they're at a drive through but it's really just a laptop. So that was kind of cool. Which, again, which I thought was pretty neat. There was, a t- there was several conversations that Scott had with Cassie, and her being like, she's like, well, you just need a partner. And he's like, well, yeah, but she doesn't want to be my partner. She's like, I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about me. Yeah. Which would set up. The new or young Avengers, or like the young Avengers, right? But yeah, because Cassie, Lang, yeah, Cassie becomes a superhero. Yeah, the uh, Stinger, I believe. Yes. she's like Ant Ant Girl or like yeah, yeah. Stinger. Stinger, yeah. yeah, Stinger. So that's pretty cool. Be pretty cool. So yeah. this is, mm, I don't know if I should say this or not because it's like a minor spoiler because there's been like some leaked stuff. We're into spoilers, bro. No, 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 not for the, this movie. Like, there's there's like screenshots oh. and stuff for like future movies that I don't know if people want to hear or not. But there's like a, what do you think? No. Well, uh, if you if you ventured into these spoilers, I think we're all spoilers right all now. All right, so, so like I would you, I would just say there's a couple things. So one, and we'll, and we'll get to the mid credits here coming up. But there's like the idea that when one thing they said to Scott Lang was when you're in the quantum realm, be careful of like time portals. Like don't go near like time portals. So that you're gone for good. Yeah. So that leads you to believe, or or you get popped out like years ahead or years behind or whatever else. So yeah. there's uh, the theory that. That could keep him on ice for a little while, and then he could pop up later on, like years down the road. And I guess there's one uh, website that says they may have already cast another Cassie, and she's like a teenager. Like, she's like a lot older. Uh, I would suck, because I think this girl's really this good. Girl's this girl's amazing. This girl's great. I, w- I would like to see her in, 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 in keep this role going, and maybe that'll change. And, like, and I think the MCU, what's also fun with some of these spoiler things is, like, you might think it's a spoiler, but they've done a nice job of, like, swerving you. Like, you remember the Infinity War yeah. trailer? Hulk is running down this. He's running as Hulk, and you're like, that didn't happen in the movie. So if you, so if you heard the theory that the reason that Bruce Banner couldn't change into the Hulk was because that was Loki... Have you heard that theory? No. So Loki was Bruce Banner. Loki was Bruce Banner was Loki. Oh, I don't believe that one. I don't. I, I, I like a the good Hulk. theory as much as anybody, but I don't buy that one. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the mid credit scene here. So this is, um, and this there's a lot of questions I think off of this one. So you get out of the back of a van. You get Hank, Janet, Hope, and Scott. They're trying to harvest quantum energy to help out Ava. Scott goes inside, and while he's inside, Hank Pym. Hope and Janet Van Dyne all turn into dust. So that is the moment where Thanos snaps his fingers. Scott is still alive, but he's trapped inside. First of all, what's the deal with the timeline? Like, how much, if anything, do you think Ant-Man and this crew knew about what was going on in Wakanda and in other parts of the galaxy? You think they had any idea? I mean, there should have been at least some idea. You know what I mean? But I yeah. think in, in that if you think of Infinity War, like that happened in the span of like a day. Infinity War did happen very quickly. I'll give you that. And these guys are yeah. at least in San Francisco. They're not in New York City, like the fucking defenders who aren't going to pop yeah. their heads out. They're they're at least on the other side of the United States. But like, there's just like that throwaway line in Avengers: Infinity War about like Hawkeye and Ant Man. There's like, oh yeah, like he's on house arrest. It's like, well. He's almost out of house arrest, and now he's been out because this wasn't the next day that they had the van set up, and he's going into the quantum realm. So I wonder yeah. if they could have gotten a hold of them or not. But anyway, so we know for a fact that the whole movie, the whole two-hour movie, takes place before the events of Infinity War. We don't know if it's yep. we don't know if it's a week, a day, 
months. We don't know exactly what it is, but it's definitely before. Then the mid credit scene is the snap. Do you think Scott Lang was impervious to the snap because he was in the quantum realm, or is he just one of the lucky 50%? Well, that, I mean, that's the, he might just be the lucky 50%. But yeah. the other problem I have with this, too, is like if uh, Janet is like the expert on the quantum realm because she's been in it for 30 years, yeah. why didn't you send her? But it's also it's the same kind of bullshit like with Hank Pym when he's like, well, I've been messing around with this too much. Like I can't be in the suit anymore. And you're like, well, you're just going to let your daughter and Scott in the suit all the time? Yeah. So like, it is a little why, weird. Janet's been down. Like I know you've been down there for thirty years, and that's the last place you want to go. Yeah, I think that's just like. I think that's why. If I was Janet, I'd be yeah. like, I'm not getting back in there. Yeah. And Scott's like, I've been in it too, and I can I can do it. And he was just going to go in and out, and like they were going to be there. They they had the headset and they were ready to talk to him. So now he's stuck in there, and that's terrifying. And so the snap happens. Uh, the other thing I didn't see it, but some people believe that inside the quantum realm with Ant Man in there. You could see Thanos' eyes. Really? Did you buy that? Or the other thing that I saw when I was, I was looking it up online, there's some like weird kind of screen grabs. It's tough to really make it out. I think it might be Dormammu. It looks a little Ooh. bit... Yeah, I think it might be Dormammu. Because, again, Doctor Strange can also get into the quantum realm with all his bullshit that he does. I think it's Dormammu's in there, but there's another theory that it's it's Thanos is can see him, which is just kind of eerie to think about. But it's it's also pretty cool. Will, will Scott Lang ask him to bargain? I think he's going to have to several times. I think that's all okay. he's gonna, all he's going to have to do. So that was that was pretty cool. That was a great mid credit scene. Unfortunately, they gave it away. Like they really did. I thought when even the goddamn trailer now for Ant Man. This is like on Thursday night. They were like, and make sure you stick around to the end. Like, it's yeah. like, you're like, all right, you're obviously going to fucking tie it in with Infinity War. Like, we of course, know, of we course know. you are. You have to, right? Uh, the, then there's an end credit scene, which again is on the one hand a little bit of like a, a throwaway nothing, but you do see Scott's empty house. Um, there's a big ant playing the drums, but you also see the TV, like emergency broadcast signal, which outside of the Nick Fury. Uh, Maria Hill kind of like end credit scene like where where yep. they're in New York City. This is the only other time I believe that after the snap you see like the what's what it looks like in the world. You know what I mean? So yeah. like so all these TVs are probably boom like that. Half the people are running around going crazy not knowing what's going on. So I thought it was it wasn't a complete like this wasn't Howard the Duck. Like at least it gave you a little something extra. It gave you a little something extra, but you could have tied that back into like you didn't have to do two post credit scenes. Like you could have put that at the end of the first one. You know, and the right. thing the thing that True. pissed me off, like the ant playing the drums, like that was in a commercial. Yeah, we saw that too. Good point. Yeah, we saw, saw that trailer, too. So it's like, and, and then that, it wasn't like it wasn't bad because it was just that pissed me off. That that like, it's one thing to like remember what they did with Homecoming with Captain America. Like that was funny because like you didn't you never saw that. It's like sometimes you you know you got to be patient. You get you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, that, that was, was pretty good. That was like an no, and, like I thought it was good. like oh you got me. That was yeah, funny. you got so me. This one was just, it was dumb. Like right. it was dumb. Um, so. Yeah, so best parts of the movie, and I think we hit on some of them uh, throughout, but for me, like uh, again, the Wasp and Michael Pena, they really stood out. How about him dropping a wada? I thought that was awesome. I thought was, remember that, that beloved commercial? Oh, because my I, God, I that because really that was so good for such like a short period of time, the was up. It was so popular, and then it was like dumb, and then it's been so many years now where if anybody does it now, I laugh. Like I think it's, it's funny again. I, yeah, I think it's, it's great again. Uh, yep. We already mentioned Cassie and Paul Rudd together were really good. I think the, yep. the sunglass disguise bit was funny. Also, Paul Rudd calling Captain America Cap, and then them being like Cap. He's like, like well, cap. yeah, you, you mean, know, yeah. you know. Um, 
And then the mid credit scene was obviously was was really really good. Yeah, I like the truth serum bit. I thought that was really funny. Like yes. it's truth serum. Like, yeah. That doesn't exist. I'm like, well, it's basically truth serum. Yeah, um, I agree. I I liked the character. I, I liked Ghost. I thought she was kind of a cool character. Like, cool, said, uh, kind cool of costume. Cool costume. Um, I I love Michelle Pfeiffer. Not enough Michelle Pfeiffer, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, definitely but. could have had more Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm with you on that. Um, I like the fact that they they that Hank Pym is an asshole. Like he's not just like a like an old crusty old guy. Like everyone doesn't like him. Yeah, that is good. You know what I mean. Um, and I liked again. I like the Paul Rudd is very charming, and I like the scenes with the daughter and stuff like that. And, uh, and so getting into, I'll skip ahead to the, to the worst parts. Yeah, I thought the FBI were dummies. I yeah, the secondary bad guys and like Walton Goggins, like they were kind of dumb. I do like, like if, Walton Goggins, like in most things, and like he plays Walton Goggins in most things. But like, yeah, yeah, like he, eh, I don't know. I, I'm I am very intrigued on like who his boss could be. So that could go in one of two ways. That could either be Norman Osborn and be incredible, or it could be Kingpin, or it could be somebody and be incredible, or it could be a major letdown, or we might just never yeah. know. Yeah, and the one other thing that I would say that I didn't like about this movie because I we kind of touched on some stuff, but like I wish Paul Rudd as Ant Man had a little bit more balls. Like, when it came to, like, his daughter. Yeah. Because like, there were a couple times in the movie he was like, I have to go. Like, I have to go now. And, like, there was a scene where they're like, oh, she's going to go after my, like, she's going to go after my daughter. Like, Ghost is going to go yeah. after her da- his daughter. And he, at that point, should have been like, no. Like, I'm yeah. leaving. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he's like, well, you know. And, like, she, <laughs> and, then, and then have Cassie kind of talk him out of it and be like, no, you need to go help them. But have him be like, you know, you grew up without a mother, and look what that did to you. My kid's going to grow up without a father. I'm leaving now. Right. Yeah, you definitely you know could have like, played that up more. Yeah. Have a little bit more balls as the character. Because, you, again, you're a, you're a convict. You're, a, mm-hmm. you're an ex-con. Like, stop being a goofball. Yeah. You know? I'm with you. I would, have li- I would have liked the movie a little bit more if he was less goofball, a little bit more superhero. Yeah, I think overall, and, like, I'm fine with a movie that is obviously, like, goofy, but the, it, it was a little too slappy. Like, it was already, it was such a departure anyway from Infinity War, like, they didn't need to go that far down the road. So, I'm with you on that. This is also, like, a, a, a throwaway thing, but I thought it would have been cool, that scene where Ant-Man and Goliath are talking about, like, how big they get. I thought it would have yeah. been cool if Goliath had, like, a photo somewhere of when he was, like, Goliath. And, like, it's just a dorky comic book nerd thing of me. But it would have been cool. Like, you know how we've seen old footage or old video of Howard Stark and we've seen, like, a young Hank Pym? I think it would have been cool because, like, they showed the scene where Egghead dies. They showed that scene. I thought it would have been cool, even if it was just a photo of Goliath in, like, the old-school Goliath costume. being like like, a thumbs up? Yeah, like, this is what I was, man. And then he could have been like, I thought that would have been kind of neat, but... Uh, do you, Ryan, want to see an Ant-Man and the Wasp trilogy? I do, uh, yeah, because I think this needs to get tied up a little bit. I think they need one more, too. I think, I think it would be yeah. good. I think in, you know, they're going to be starting Phase 4 coming up, and I think, I think it's worth it. I think if you're going to do you know, three Thors, and the third one was obviously awesome. You did three Iron Mans. You did three uh, Captain Americas. I think, I think Ant-Man definitely, especially with the Wasp being such a strong second character, I think it's definitely worth it. Again, this yeah. this movie should have been called The Wasp and Ant Man. It could, it definitely could have been. How do you think yeah. this is going to impact uh, Avengers Four? I mean, it's got to be Quantum Realm stuff. They got to. I don't know what they're going to do, but and 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 then how the hell is Ant Man going to get out of there? Well, like like you said, there could be this thing with like because why would you mention time portals if right. you weren't going to use them? Exactly. Um, definitely time he, portals. What if he shows up in the nineties in Captain Marvel? 
you know? He could, I mean, he he absolutely could. It's a good point. Oh, somebody also said there's like a Captain Marvel logo somewhere in one of the end credit scenes, but I'm like, I didn't see it. I would have liked to have seen her. I would have liked to have seen a little bit of that. I'm I fascinated. Bit, I need, I'm fascinated with Captain Marvel right now, and I need to know what's going to happen with her. I they so I, they have to, and they know this. They're not dummies. Like, this isn't the DC universe. They have to explain why she was never called before. They have to. Like they have. You can't be like. So she skipped a like. Was was it not a big deal when Loki was destroying New York? Like was that not a big deal? Or like yeah, Ultron? Or like when? Don't call me for that little shit. Don't call no. me for that. Like yeah. only if Thanos. Like literally only if Thanos snaps his fingers. Give me a holler. Like that. I, like there has to be a scene with her and Adam Warlock on the screen, and someone look at them and be like, "Where the fuck you been?" <laughs> yeah. right, you like, know, like they got a. They it's like, "Oh, I was hanging out with Daredevil," and you guys never call him. So. Yeah, well, I figured, yeah, you would call me when you really needed me. So that's the next MCU movie. The 21st one will be Captain Marvel, March 8th of 2019. Then we're getting Avengers 4, still untitled, May 3rd of 2019. That will be the end of Phase 3. Phase 3's been off the charts, by the way. Oh, it's been, this has been, the, the last two years have been just Marvel. Like, that's the, the reason you go to the movies is Marvel. I mean, it's unreal. When you think about Black Panther and Infinity War from this year, you go back Homecoming. to... Spider-Man and Ragnarok and um, Gar- even Guardians 2, which wasn't like the greatest yeah. movie ever, but like just it's been an awesome, awesome run. Uh, so then Spider-Man Far From Home is July 5th of 2019. They've been trying to go recently to three Marvel movie or MCU movies a year. And then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is already down for 2020 at some point. But yeah, pretty badass, good- Ryan. Been a good good time for DC to kind of regroup and lick the wounds. Yeah, know, so let them do their thing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So let us know. Give us a shout on Twitter at Dork Podcast or email us dorkpodcast at gmail Your thoughts on Ant Man and the Wasp. Let us know if you saw Thanos in the uh, in the quantum realm, or if you thought it was Dormammu, or maybe we're just making that up. I don't know. I I, I thought I read that on the internet street somewhere. So let us know what yeah. you thought about all that. And just seriously, just to just to wrap it, you know, to put a put a bow on it. Like, uh, it's a movie you should see. It's good. It's a good little like. This is the type of okay. It's a little bit goofy. It's a little bit yeah, wacky, a little, little zany, a little slappy. But again, it's a summer. It's a summer movie, and like what people had, you know, it's not as dumb as Jurassic World. It's not it, that was dumb, and I, I'll stand by that to this day. Um, but this is like a little bit more substance to the dumb, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you don't agree with me, but sweet I agree. Dino action, sweet, sweet Dino action. No, this was. Oh yeah, this no, this was better than Jurassic World. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, and I, it, it's fine. I'm working on my movie. rankings of 2018 movies. <clears throat> I'm trying to, I'm trying to have that. So by the end of the year, I'm ready to oh, rock and roll. And that's the other thing. I was watching the. Tra- we didn't mention the trailers before this movie. There's a lot of bullshit coming out. Oh like my god. Oh, that was yeah. Oh. I went. I wanted to talk about the trailers because. I'm so used to watching R-rated movies, I feel like. And oh, then if it is yeah. a PG-13 movie, there usually is one or two comic book movies or like a Star Wars movie to pr- to to preview. Yeah. This time around, there wasn't anything like that. So it was Nothing. like the fucking Nutcracker. It was like Dumbo. It was that Jack Black movie with the clock in the wall. It was yep. just like, no, I was like... I don't want to see one, the any fucking, of these. The stupid robot dog movie, Axel. What the fuck yeah, is that? It's I'm basically out. just short circuit with a dog. I love short circuit, but I don't need. I dogs are cool enough. I don't need a robot dog. Yeah, Bumblebee was another. Like, yes, what, I saw Bumblebee. Is this? T- and the only other, the only cool one, that, the one I'm yeah. actually interested in seeing is the the fantastic new Fantastic Beast. But I'd seen that. Oh, I like do. The last yeah, I want to see that too. 
But then there's that other movie where it's like, I've seen this preview nonstop. It's like all those kids. It's basically like an X-Men movie that's not X-Men. Yeah, just wait for the new movie. Oh, music. I like, hate it. Like, yeah. Like, oh, by the way, new my, uh, I'll get to the pick of the pod, by the way. Oh, okay. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. You're obviously very excited, so I'll let you go oh, first. I want you, to go, I want you to go first, though. All right. Well, I was on the Weekend Warrior pod. I was on that last week. And we talked sports, but then at the end... Uh, Pat, the host, asked me a very interesting question, Ryan. And this was yep. pre-Ant-Man versus the Wasp. He said, if you could only watch one starting now, you can only see how the MCU finishes or how Game of Thrones finishes, which would you choose and why? And obviously, uh, I'd love to see both, and I will see both. But if I had to choose, I told him I was going with the MCU only because I understand there's spinoffs in Game of Thrones, and that's going to happen, and those could yep. be good. But there's six episodes. And yes, I, I'm dying to know how it ends. I want to know who's on the throne at the end. But the MCU has Ant-Man. It just has all those movies that we just mentioned and more. And like yep. Avengers 4 is going to be as must-see as it gets. So great question by him, but I'm going with, uh, with the MCU. And I'm with you. Like you I'm going to borrow your phrase, gun to my head, gun to my balls. If someone says you can never <laughs> watch dick. Game... <laughs> if you can never watch Game of Thrones or can never watch MCU again, I'm be like, you know what? I think I already know what's going to happen with Game of Thrones, so I'm good. I'm good there. Like, someone can tell me later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas the MCU, there's so much more coming. Like, I feel like this is... Oh, know, yeah. More there's volume is coming. A so lot, like, lot I, I, going on. And I need... I'm so invested in this that I need to see it. Yep. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yep. What do you got? So, my... So, speaking of the new mutants, um, which I just brought up, your boy, uh, Marilyn Manson... Is do, it did a song for the New Mutant soundtrack. He did a cover of "Cry Little Sister," Ooh. which is, if you remember, is the theme, the theme song from the Lost Boys. Oh, that's gonna be sick! And it's good. I bet. So, oh yeah, the so, talented magician. It's out now. It just came out like or yesterday. Musician. So okay, so, I'll take uh, a listen. Take a listen, your boy Marilyn Manson. I love it. I love it. You love when he did his covers, when he did the the Willy Wonka song and all that stuff. Apparently, when that he's was terrifying. In, apparently, when he's in concert, he does like a. Z- I've never seen him actually in concert, but apparently, he does like a z- all kinds of covers. It's just like anything goes. He'll do, yeah, like, I know Beatles. you love a good scary cover or something. I like a good scare scare up a cover, a horror up a cover for me if you could. So I oh, like yeah. that very like, much. Like uh, a little Blue Monday. Ryan, we got to figure out. Uh, do you want? So next week we were going to do Luke Cage. We're now not going to do Luke Cage again. For Luke Cage fans, we will talk about it at some point. I feel like the Netflix series are losing a bit of steam. I'm still going to watch them, but uh, I don't know. Like Iron, the Iron Fist season two. I don't think we're going to do yep. a standalone. So no, maybe, so. maybe down the road we'll do. We'll group up a bunch of TV shows like we've done in the past about, and do that. How about we do? So what's coming out? So we're going to do uh, Punisher two, Luke Cage two, Iron Fist two. And then we group those all together and do one episode with those. We could. We could yeah. do that. Daredevil 3. I mean, although yeah. if Daredevil 3 is really good, maybe we'll do it. But anyway, yeah. next week, what do you think for next week? What should we do? Let's, would, do? let's do something special for the people. You know what I mean? Do you want to do a curveball. Do you want to do Breaking Bad? We, I mean, at this point, we, uh, we've been harangued enough that we kind of have to, right? So how about this? So if you're listening to this, this will give you guys time to uh, rewatch it uh or watch it for the very first time, which will be a treat for you. Or rewatch it, and you can enjoy the episode next week. We're just it'd be too overwhelming to do the whole series. So let's do no, we can't. let's do season one Breaking Bad next week. I think it's only okay. like eight episodes, right? Yeah, and I'm excited to watch. I'm going to watch it again. And they're it's all on they're all on Netflix. 
So season one, Breaking Bad, that'll be our episode next week. So uh, jump in there. If you're not interested, that's fine. We're still going to do This Week in Dork. We'll still do Pick of the Pod. We'll still do all that. Davey's Video Game Minute, all that stuff will be in there. But this way you can kind of watch along or get a head start uh, and relive the one of the greatest television shows of all time. So Breaking Bad season one next week. We'll eventually do all the seasons, but... Don't worry, it's not going to be the next five weeks of that. We're gonna we're gonna no. ping pong around like yeah. we did with the wire a little bit. So that'll be that. That is that is it for the week. You can uh, rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes hashtag Dork. We're also on Stitcher and Google Play. Tell a friend. Tell a dork. Weei dot com at Dork Podcast on Twitter. YouTube dot com slash Dork Podcast. We got some new videos up there. You can of course email us dorkpodcast at gmail dot com. And Ryan, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter on. On Instagram, uh, Dork Podcast on Instagram is uh, is doing is alive and well, so we're going to start doing a little bit more of that. Nice. Um, Twitch streaming every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday at 9 p.m. Uh, that is www.twitch.tv backslash D. And again, on any um, any social media, D is where you can find me. So please come say hello um, and just be nice. What about Grant Hill as a... Great. I like that. As another like one. That. I'm going to do just basketball, I think. Like Horace Grant. Just basketball. <laughs> Harvey Grant. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. That's, that's all I, I don't know. Any. I, I'm out of ant names. All right, Ryan. That's, uh, I'll, see you, I'll see you around. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.